How does a student with a background in pharmacology apply to medical school? How do you combine Eastern and Western medicine? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Jen, a current first-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. I've got a great guest today, Jen. Hi. Current first-year student. That's true. All right. Fantastic. So, uh, Jen, let's, let's uh, break it down. So you, you've come to medical school from a different direction. What, what direction did you come to medical school from? Um, well, what do you mean by different direction? You studied a different subject. You pursued advanced coursework prior to coming here, correct? Correct. Right. Um, so I uh, actually am a second-time applicant. And mm-hmm. so my fir- uh, I applied the first time was my senior year in undergrad. Um, I unfortunately didn't make it, which to me at that time was hard, but then I think it opened up a lot of different opportunities. And so I took the chance to pursue pharmacology, a master's in pharmacology. Mm. Um, and so I went to Georgetown for a one-year master's program in pharmacology. And um, and then afterwards, I was able to get into med school the second time around. So it worked out fine. And So why did you choose pharmacology? What interested you in that? Um, I, I knew that I wanted – what I was looking for is something that – Um, not only was I interested in, but also something that, you know, if med school didn't go through, I had a nice, uh, I had another career option to follow. And pharmacology, I I think development of drugs and the science that goes behind it is really interesting. So I, I looked into that and Mm -hmm. that's what I found. Has the pharmacology degree helped you? This far? I think it has, definitely. I think pharmacology is one of those sciences that are very different from the other sciences. And I know even learning it the second time around, along with my classmates who've its first exposure, it's also, it's it's a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to have a little bit of a background in it. And um, so I think it has. It's given me a different Approaching problems in a different way, I, I think. Oh, cool. So yeah. how did you choose Georgetown? Why did you? How did you end up out there? So honestly, the reason why was because my brother was living in Arlington, Virginia, and I wanted to um, get out of the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Why don't you look for programs here at Georgetown? We have so many good schools in Virginia. You can just live with me and my wife." Um, so there was Georgetown, there was George Washington. Um, mm-hmm. All those great schools are out there. And living so, in the capital. Yeah. Yeah, and like just yeah the perks of living in a big city mm-hmm. um so that's why okay cool mm-hmm. i lived in washington dc myself it's a fantastic city yeah. tons of stuff to do yes. mall of america yes uh the smithsonian's mm-hmm. uh great dining establishments we'll talk about food later on podcast. <laughs> okay. don't worry jen we'll get there all right so you know you mentioned that you know you didn't get in the first time you applied um and then you know, you mentioned going off and getting this pharmacology degree as a way of improving your application. What what else did you do to improve your application the second time around? Um, so I I took the opportunity to shadow more doctors. Uh, and during my pharmacology program, I got to uh, gain more exposure to alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I my my degree was uh, I had a strong emphasis in nutraceuticals, mm-hmm. which is a lot of herbal medication, um, a lot of herbal supplements, and stuff like that. Um, And I got really interested in that. And so I felt like that's what I wanted to focus myself on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like maybe that that was different. Mm -hmm. That... 
but yeah, and then I continue to volunteer. I continue to do the things that I like to do, um, mm-hmm. like hobbies and stuff like that. Um, cool. Yeah. So I do remember your application came through. You wrote very eloquently about your desire to um, add to Western medicine with your alternative medicine or Eastern medicine background. Does, does that ring a bell? Or? Yeah. Okay. Right. Definitely. And what is alternative medicine? Maybe some people out there aren't familiar with that term. What does that mean? Well, I think – so some, some, some folks don't like to use alternative medicine because uh, um, it, it – I guess it has a negative connotation of that. Well, we're not going to worry about them, the Western medicine mm-hmm. aspect of things. Um, so I think complementary might be the – more proper term, I right. guess. I don't. I don't you know. You called me under a. I'm not. Gym. I'm not yeah. calling you out because I use the word alternative medicine because that's how I knew it. But as okay. I like learned more, I, I think that's what they prefer to call it. Um, but it's just using other other aspects of uh, medicine that you know might be more ancient and um, bringing that back. A lot of it is using herbal remedies or using you know essential oils mm-hmm. or acupuncture is a really strong thing um, with that. Um, to supplement Western medicine. Okay, I see. Can you think of a, a specific example that you hope to add to your practice one day? Uh, a a complementary technique or medicine that you really like using? I, or is it too early to? It's too. Day? Yeah, I okay. think it's too early. I think my my main goal is to have a background in that, just because um, I feel like patients do herbal remedies without knowing that they're doing it, you know, um, all these things. And I think it's important as a physician to be aware of these, um, to treat the patient in a, as a ho- more holistically. Um, we should be aware, more aware of that. So I don't know necessarily know if I'll be practicing it, mm-hmm. but I think having that good, strong background in it will definitely help my patients in the end. Have you gotten any lectures about complementary medicine so far in med school? Or I think we had one, and it was in layers, and uh, I think it was more of how do you look up if these things are actually helpful? It was more <laughs> of a research as opposed to actually g- gaining more um, knowledge in the background. So it was of more of a medicine. statistical exercise Correct. than a knowledge exercise. Okay, yeah. Interesting. All right. And what was the conclusion? Um, I mean, it, it they it was just it was more like here. This is how you would research it. This mm-hmm. is how you would go on to up to date and all of these okay. these PubMed to look up studies. What about interest groups? Are you spearheading any interest groups? That that's interesting. I should probably that's a good idea, Doctor. I'm calling Chad. you out, Jan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get those interest groups up and running. All right. Okay. All right. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. You take that under advisement. Next okay. Year. All right. Cool. Well, moving forward. So you came back to Utah. Mm-hmm. What's your sp- experience been so far in medical school? It's been awesome. I really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think, I coming in, I knew it was going to be hard, and that's expected. And um, so it was a little rough the first few weeks, but it was just after a while you get, you get acclimated to your environment, and it's been a lot of fun. I feel like uh, I've worked really hard to get thus far. And when you're working or, you know, in the studies of what you really, really are working for, I think it's really rewarding and it, all that hard work becomes really worth it. What was the hardest part during the first few weeks? Um, just the schedule coming mm-hmm. from doing absolutely nothing all day to going to school first mm-hmm. for like eight hours of orientation week. That was that, orientation Orienti- week. <laughs> orientation week is intense. A lot of information. Yeah. A lot of information. Eight hours of, you know, sitting around. Um, so I think that was the bulk of, you know, the acclimation was just 
going back to school, sitting in school, studying, finding, you know, a flow mm-hmm. for for studying and stuff like that. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest surprise? Biggest surprise? Mm-hmm. Um, I think camaraderie, okay. I would say. Um, I think uh, pre-med students and medical students are known for their competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think our class has been great. We are so willing to help each other along the way. Any resources that we have, we've posted up on Facebook, share with one another whatever it is that we have, our outlines that we feel like might help, we, we post those on. So I think that's that's been really nice. I, I agree. I think um, the way we structure the curriculum here, it's really small group based or team based as it were. And there's a saying that you know you rise to the level of your weakest team member. Right. And right. so we've really tried to incorporate that and encourage that among the students. And I think you guys have done a fantastic job. I mean, do you see that from your perspective? I do. Yeah. And I think that, um, yes, it, on our part as classmates, we've done that. But at the same time, I think faculty has done a great job of structuring the curriculum to be the in, in a way that we have that opportunity to work mm-hmm. in small groups to encourage each other when, you know, someone is, you know, have certain weaknesses we try to pull them up you know mm-hmm. so i think it's been a really great experience in that aspect it's good um so let's talk about some of your studying secrets jen how like how how do you you know because people always ask me like dr chan how, how do students find time how do they find time to study and before i turn on this podcast you're telling me about this really fun-filled weekend you have so like are, like like do you study in the afternoons at nights where i mean what, what is your schedule how, what Share some wisdom with people listening. Okay. I don't know how how wise my study schedule is, but um so I try so since we have class from one to five, I try to wake up early mm-hmm. um in the morning and study, you know, like from eight thirty till eleven thirty when mm-hmm. the stomach gets a little hungry, that's when I stop studying. Okay. That's your sign. <laughs> right. That's my sign. So I try to get the bulk of studying done in the morning. And then, um, you know, go to class. And then typically at after class, I like to wind down. So I'll, like, go for a run or just go home and make something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then afterwards, probably around 8 or 9 is when I start studying again until I go to bed, which is kind of late. Okay. So how many hours a day are you studying? Um, On a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a good day, I would say, I don't know, actually. I don't time myself. Maybe five hours or so do you get the sense that's about equivalent to your classmates or is that a little bit more or less or i have i i I have no idea actually i'm just curious because sometimes i get asked that you know how many hours a day are people studying that's true and i feel like for myself i know that i i require a lot more time when Mm -hmm. i like to absorb the information so i i think that i would spend more time than you know some of my other classmates but i i I don't know maybe average Mm -hmm. Okay. So talking about the classroom environments, you know, a lot of people, like we give out iPads now, a lot of people have laptops. Where do you fall as far as what you use in class to take notes? So I use my iPad in class to take notes, but okay. then afterwards I use my laptop to make out, make outlines because I like to, I like that accessibility of using my iPad to look at my lectures simultaneously looking at my screen to mm-hmm. type up notes. So I use both. And what kind of programs do you use to help take notes? Because I know we, I've been asked that too, and I right. don't really have an idea. About yeah. That. yeah. So uh, I use Notability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I want to say it was like a $5 app on, on iTunes. Um, but it, 
allows you to write your notes and you can sync it to your if you buy the app on your Mac computer then you can also sync the notes across mm. but I like it because you can type you can write on it mm-hmm. um, you can insert images if you want to it's called notability correct notability okay. All right. what other some what are some other programs not that you've used necessarily but you know your classmates like to use um I I know people that are really into mind mapping mm-hmm. they use simple mind i believe is what it's called wow i've never heard of this yes. mind mapping mind mapping okay yeah so uh, dr lindsley loves mind mapping um that's how our brain works and so it's just a physical form of how our brain works mm-hmm. allowing us to connect things from you know foundations from phase one and phase two and all of that stuff so it gets, interesting yeah okay um, so like uh, notability, mind mapping, any, anything else? Um, word. <laughs> word. <laughs> Are you talking to me like word up or no? No, That's like Microsoft Word. <laughs> okay. Microsoft Word. That usually comes with most programs nowadays. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Then, yeah. And then, um, some people like to use Evernote, mm-hmm. I believe. And then there's a certain, um, Anki and Mental Case used for making flashcards. So, what's that first one? Anki. How do you Anki. spell? How do you spell that? A N K I. Okay. Yeah. And it helps you make flashcards, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can make your own flashcards. Insert images from. Stuff. Well, Jen, back in my day, <laughs> I remember to actually take flashcards and hand make them. But it sounds like now that you could just create them online. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I still like the old-fashioned way. Um, mm. I, the first semester actually, phase one, I took. I made all my outlines by hand, mm-hmm. which became very time-consuming. So I've been coming more. I type them out first because mm-hmm. that cuts time, and then I'll print them out and then write on that. I'm I'm a very visual learner. I like to be repetitive in my in my studies, so I like to write mm-hmm. more than anything. Okay. So. And what are you studying right now? Where are you in the in the curriculum? So we just started host and defense uh, last week, and so we're learning a lot about immunology and viruses and bacteria and all those pathogens. And I feel like everyone thinks we have some sort of disease after. <laughs> mm. What disease do you have right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. You know, no Im- inflammation, no bug bites. <laughs> so right now, I'm I'm, I'm clear. <laughs> So I, I do know this is no, this this section, this unit, host and defense, is is notorious or famous for very long drug lists being passed out. When those get passed out, you're like, oh, I got this. Pharmacology, I go, oh, I, I I I dream about this stuff. Are you like that? Or no, no and and to be honest, yeah, I think pharmacology was one year, and one year we we're covering a vast um, amount of material and. There's no way I would be able to learn thousands of those. I mean, there probably is a way, but we did not cover as much. Like, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time on the development of drugs and, mm-hmm. and like, receptors and, and all those things and how we as pharmacologists can, okay. you know, utilize the physiology of the cells and of our human physiology to develop drugs or, you know, find targets for things such as that. So, yeah, we did learn drugs, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like we – that was a – the main focus on our in okay. the program that I was part of. Fair enough. Well, um, uh, you know, I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm curious to what you think. Why is it? And if you don't know, just say you don't know. Why <laughs> is it that drugs have like a, like a common or scientific name and then a brand name? Like, how did that come to be? I've always wondered that. I don't know, but I would. I'm glad they have a common name mm-hmm. because the <laughs> I cannot pronounce. I can never pronounce any of the names of mm-hmm. the. They come up with things, and I think 
I don't know. Whomever came up with the names were trying to be clever. I, I just wonder if it's some sort of like marketing kind of gimmick and it's easier, you know, instead of calling a drug penicillin, they called it, you know, Optimus Prime. I have no idea, <laughs> right? So I, just, I sort of wonder like what if we as humans – I mean we're really off tangent. But hey, it's my podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we as humans have our own given names. But right. we, should, we, could, we, we would have like brand names on top of it. And we, we can decide – you know, today I'm going by my common name, and but tomorrow I'm going to go by my brand name. I think that'd be great. <laughs> That's my million dollar idea. I'm going to bring okay. it. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. I I um I would like to know what your name brand is. You okay. Know. I'm working on it. I have okay. a team development. Okay. So. I want to see that copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Jen, like let's wrap it up. You've mentioned several times food, <laughs> of <course>. cooking <laughs> and food and things like that. So, like, like what is your specialty? What do you like to cook? What is my specialty? Um. So. My friends, if they knew me since I was little, they would say that Jen knew nothing about cooking. She can make ramen noodles and she can maybe make a grilled cheese sandwich without burning it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I moved to go to school for undergrad away from home, which was only an hour away, I had to learn how to cook for myself. So I'd call my mom and I'm like, Mom, how do I make this? So a lot of it is my mom's cooking, mm-hmm. um, things that I miss from home. And so I'll call her and she'll give me her recipe which really isn't a recipe a lot of a lot of moms are like just put a little bit of this and a little bit of that i was Mm -hmm. like how much is a little mom well i don't know how much you're making um but i mean i think it all stems from that okay yeah so you didn't answer my question jen so what's your specialty (laughs) is it ramen and grilled cheese sandwich is that really no i don't i don't specialty okay what Um, are you known for cooking what's your strength my strength. Oh, I can bake cakes. Okay. Um, that's not necessarily cooking. Um, what am I good at? <laughs> I make a lot of things that I don't really know. Okay. I like doing brunches actually at my house. Okay. Um, so that's like a variety of just brunch food, but. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is like Jen, like I, you know, you sound like you have really balanced your time, you know, between studying and then. You know, going for runs and then and baking and cooking. I just kind of was curious what what your what's in your wheelhouse. You know, so in case I ever wanted, you know, like I could call you up and say, "Hey, Jen, I can really use some blank," and then you could like cook it or bake it for me. You know, so or if we ever have a bake sale or a cooking, <laughs> sale, I know how to tap you for that. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, Jen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Of course. I hope you have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.